Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Dane Lobb. I'm a public safety specialist with PG&E. If you're in your home or business and you smell gas, your first step is to get out. Travel to a safe distance until you can't smell the gas anymore and then call 911. The first responders will come out and they'll make it safe for you and your community. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with myself, Robbie Musto, and of course my buddy, Robbie Earl. The Premier League is back and we are back to discuss and debate the big stories in this amazing league. We're already at week two, my friend, and amazing is a good word to describe Manchester United's start to the season. Last Sunday they won Old Trafford, they beat West Ham 4-0. 4-0 was a scoreline today, Robbie, away this time at Swansea City. What is going on with Jose Mourinho's Manchester United? Talk to me. Well, the, the, the two things that stood out to me, Rob, for, from the game are a happiness with which the team seemed to be playing their football. And you can't always say that of Jose Mourinho's team and, and the players and the way he sets he, he, his team up. The other thing, Rob, is, is a freedom almost as though for the first time for, for a number of these players and I'm going back to, for some to the David Moyes era for the Louis van Gaal era and, and a year of Jose Mourinho where they look as though they're enjoying playing for this great football club that it's not weighing too heavy on them that they can express themselves that they can play football in, in, in a manner and I go back to, to last week, Rob. We were at Old Trafford on, on, on the Sunday, mm. saw them, you know, trounce West Ham 4-0. And we were doing our podcast in, in the stands af- after the game, and it was great to have been there. And I remember as the players were walking off, they, they were playing in, in the um, over the tannoy system, glory, glory, Man United. And I was thinking to myself, hmm, one day, we've had one day of good football, so let's not get carried away, but hmm, are the glory days coming back? Now, we've had two days of good football, and I'm starting to think, hmm, is there a theme coming? Are the glory days going to come back to Manchester United? Because... When they play with that style, that freedom, the happiness that we're seeing, it adds something to the game and makes them a much more difficult team to play. And with Jose Mourinho, and I said it at the start of the season when we were talking about previews, he's got enough within this group to go and win a title. Before we get into the details, Robert, of what's made them different and what is special about this season, mm-hmm. let's just rewind to, to this time last year. United won the first three games. They won at Bournemouth 3-1. They won at home against Southampton 2-0 and Holloway 1-0. Then they lost to Manchester City. In fact, they, they, they lost the next three games. So why is it different? What is different? I know that Nemanja Matic and Lukaku are the yeah. new players. They were mm-hmm. very, very good signings. But it can't just be those two players, Rob. The two players can't make this much difference if we're both... And, I, you know, of course, you have to see that there's something special, different, happiness, whatever you want to describe it, that's looking so good so far. What else is it, Rob? It can't just be these two players that's making them look so great. Well, I, well I've got my idea of what it is. But before I, I give you that, Rob, let's just hear from Jose Mourinho. Because, as you said, 
three and three and three start to last year. Everybody was talking about this United. Didn't go on to that. It was interesting when the manager was asked after the game what he thought was different this mm. year. The word that describes better the team now is confidence. The thing that I want, uh, if it happened, I want to see the team losing and see the way we emotionally react to it because it's also a, another stage, be losing and, um, and try to change the results. Confidence. So that's what he thinks. And I guess it begs the question, what happens when they do lose? And what happens, mm -hmm. you know, what questions is he going to ask? What reactions is he going to get from this squad that has so much confidence right now? I think that's that's the key thing. Um, yeah, to answer my question, Rob, I've, of, of a I've, minute I've ago. Got, okay. Yeah, and, and, and what it, else is different? It's probably not the answer you're expecting. Jose Mourinho is different. Mello Moo. It's a different Jose Mourinho sitting ah, on the top Come on, line. Rob. And, and I'm you, telling you, Rob... It's only because they've started so well. Listen, He's listen, very you, smug. He's you're asking confident. me the question, and, and I'm saying, let's look at his dress. Uh, and these are peripheral things, but also part of, of the manager at Manchester United. It, it, it might have taken this guy, as good he is, as great a manager as he's been, it might have taken him 12 months to work out what he takes to be a Manchester United manager. His dress on, on the touchline, he, he's suited, he's shirt, he sits there... When the goals are going in, when things are happening, it looks like he's more in control of himself, he's more calm. We've said these number of times where Jose Mourinho is one of those managers, Rob, we've all played for, where he can, sh he can throw you a look from the touchline that says a million things and, and you can go in, in, in and hide and, and, and make it difficult, which we've seen him do with, with Martial, which we've seen him do with Marcus Rashford over periods last, last year. We haven't seen any of that. The guy's trying to sit there. He's trying to be different. He's allowing his team... I think his team are benefiting from him taking a slightly more backward, more calm, more relaxed look at things and saying, OK, I'm going to allow my team to play and express themselves and play with more freedom and happiness that I've said, and he's going to do his job in a different way. And I think that's different. I think it's different from what we saw. Now, quite rightly, you'll tell me, well, when they lose a couple of mm. games or things go wrong, we'll see that then. But right now, I see a different mentality to Jose Mourinho than I've seen him in the 12 months that he, he was there last season. Win, losing, or dual games. He's in a better way. He's not the guy who's booting water bottles and arguing with fourth officials and having a go at the opposition. Looks to me like he's, he's saying, I'm going to concentrate on my job, I'm going to concentrate on my team, and I'm going to get things right. I put a tweet out there, Rob, to our followers to mm. kind of get their kind of thoughts on, on what was impressive and, and what looks different better for this season. I'm just going to read a few out. John Patrick Manning uh, tweets us back to say... Lukaku and Matic. Tommy Goodwin says the team has a tenacity and an eagerness to finish teams off when they have them down. Last year's side would have drawn Swansea 1-1 today. TD says Matic allows Pogba to play on the front foot, playing ruthlessly on the counter-attack. So kind of the same theme, Rob, about these new players and what it means for the star players like poor Pogba. Yeah, Eric Leepach, who says, uh, tweeted out here, they said United have had an unbelievably easy start to mm. the season. When you do look at the fixtures, it, it does look a little bit more favourable. Uh, they don't play any of the top six till I think it's about November, last season's top six, although they've got Everton coming up in, in recent weeks. So that will be a test. But listen, you, you've got to beat who you need to beat. And we've seen teams like Huddersfield get a result at Palace last week. So you can, you, you can don't take anything for, for granted on that, Rob. 
But the other thing that, uh, that I quite like about the group at the moment and how things are working out is, is like the the kind of competition for places. You know, yeah. that he, he kept the same eleven, but then you, you look at, at Martial coming on. Rashford hasn't got his goal yet, although he's played, I think, particularly well in the two games. Martial's come on. Assisted, mm -hmm. scored again. Mkhitaryan, Mata, Herrera all fighting for places. Next to now, we see Matic and Pogba that, that look like you know they're going to be a fixture in, in, in many of the games. So all of a sudden, I think there's that healthy competition, the competition where you sense that you know you've got to be on top of your game to stay in this team. Whereas I think last year, we, you know, we were scratching our head like who who was playing, who wasn't, who was dropped, why they were dropped. It almost looks a little bit more simpler now, as though it's like listen, play well in the shirt, you'll keep the shirt, but these guys who can come off the bench who can be match winners as well I'll tell you what's uh, different for me as well Rob I think the the propensity of this team now to be mm. able to counter-attack yeah. with now Lukaku with Rashford another year more comfortable more experience means that if they get the first goal particularly if that goal comes early yeah. it absolutely plays into the hands of Jose Mourinho's yeah. teams of the past and and really this team as well as soon as they score today I looked at Carl Martino next to me in the set and I'm saying wow now you're going to see him score goals on a counter-attack. We've seen that twice now in two weekends. And the ability to... Uh, we've got a tweet about it. To kill teams off when you've got the young pace and the creativity of Mkhitaryan that looks different again with Lukaku's addition, his ruthless finish again today. You know my favourite word in terms of winning the Premier League title, Durable. Robbie Earl. Durable, is durable, durable teams, durability. And wherever you look in this side, whether it's the defensive unit right now, strong, ruthless, Eric Bailly, commanding, goalkeeper. You've got a midfield that can be strong, powerful, tall, skillful. You've got matter involved. You've got Mkhitaryan there. And in a, in a front line, you've got pace of Martial um, or Rashford with Lukaku. It really looks like a side that can handle all things. Uh, and that has to be scary. Excited at Man United. Uh, well, I, I, the second, second because it, is, it does look different, Rob, doesn't it? Yeah. It does look different well, and it does, you know, kind of go into the story of, of, of Jose's second seasons. Let's see if they can be consistent, keep that, those multiple goal games coming through. There's no doubt the, the, the pace and power and, and, and the athleticism of Lukaku gives mm. him an extra dimension, just stretches team a little, little bit more. But I think you're right in that Manchester United are not going to have to bunker down as, as they've done. Or some of his Chelsea teams get a 1-0 and then sit, sit, sit. I think they'll be sitting with a view a bit like Leicester to say, OK, you're going to have to come back at us to get into the game. When you do, we've got people in the wide areas, we've got people up front, I've got runners from midfield who can get cover the pitch in record time. I mean, Pogba, when he opens his legs and really goes from box yeah, to box, looks a million dollars frightening, looks great. absolutely frightening. And Matic has been an absolute steal for them, just exactly what you know, Chelsea would, don't need at the moment, is letting somebody like that go. But all of a sudden you see how important he is to a team and it was interesting because lots of people said telling me what he couldn't do Nemanja Matic when he left Chelsea and I, I was thinking to myself you know what there's plenty of things this guy does because he's been in two title winning teams with two different managers and he, he knows what, what his job is so another good day for, for Manchester United quick word, word on Swansea Rob Sigurdsson's gone now mm. looked a little bit depleted I mean they had a good January window when he got in players like Carroll and Olsen and Norsing and RU going to have to go and do some good business I think with the money they've got it's a critical 
two weeks or just under. Absolutely critical for this football club and for this manager. They've done nothing in the transfer market so far. Rocky yeah. Messer, a little disappointed in him today. Expected a little bit more, but it is his first game. Uh, you look up front, uh, Tommy Abraham is, is going to be lively and bright, but not the quality. They need Llorente back. They have to spend this money very, very well to avoid another relegation fight because, as you said, the squad looks a little light. Big market for them coming up. Yep. Big window for Swansea, so United off to a red-hot start. Next, we'll look at one of the other Reds from Anfield, who haven't been quite so warm with their start. For Klopp, he's got to kick it off. I'm Earl, he's Musto. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We're coming right back. Unless the power goes out. Then you've got bigger issues. We are NBC Sports Radio. Nobody covers sports like NBC Sports Radio. Nobody. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, next up, the game at Anfield. Frank DeBoer is the sixth manager in four years at Crystal Palace, and he is trying to change the way that they play. They were better today. They played with the five at the back, three in midfield, two up front. Townsend came in, but it was another loss. That's two losses now for Frank DeBoer in his first two games. Alarm bells may be starting to ring about the changes at Crystal Palace, but it was a better day for Liverpool, Robbie. A 1-0 victory. Um, changes to the side. They'd beaten Hoffenheim in European football on yeah. Tuesday. They drew the first game in a bit of a crazy match at Watford 3-3. This was better defensively, I thought, and I thought Andy Robertson did a really good yeah. job on his full home debut. What did you think to the game, Rob? Because it wasn't always free-flowing, silky football from Liverpool. No, in some ways, Rob, and, and I know Frank de Boer, we talked about at Palace, he's, he's only two games into his Premier League career and he's finding out about his team and the league and that. Some respects with Jurgen Klopp, Robert. I, I was watching Liverpool today, still thinking they're still a bit of a work in progress, aren't they? They're not quite where they want to be right now. And we know they've, they've, they've often had injuries, they've had suspensions, the Coutinho thing. We'll obviously go on to talk about it's huge hanging over the club at the moment, but it's still not quite right. And I was particularly looking in, in that midfield area, Rob, where they're solid, they're strong. You look at their running numbers; they'll all be up there with, with the best in the league. But when I, talk, when I talk about craft, creativity, a little bit of, of, of somebody who can do something different, they lack that from the middle of the park. So they're so reliant on Mane or a Lallana when he plays or a Coutinho when he plays or Firmino to, to create something themselves, to make something happen for them. That They just don't have that kind of midfield presence that can unlock a defence for them, can, can find that, that cutting ball. Emre Chan has his moments, but... Still not quite. They're not, not that, that, that player, Rob, that, that I think, you know, a, a but, De Bruyne but the two, or somebody. Yeah, but the two players, as you talked about, Lalana and Coutinho, are that quality, and they weren't player today. And yes, Milner and Wijnaldum and Henderson are a little mm. bit similar, but they still managed to get the job done. They've still yeah. got players. Listen, I'm, I'm... The Sadi Mane is one of the best players in the league. He got the goal Correct. today. The substitutes came in, and Solanke looked lively, and, and Mo Salah with a really, really good shot that he nearly scored. So I still, I still don't believe that Liverpool's attack is the main problem. It's more defensively. And I thought Andy Robertson is yeah, a kind yeah. of a... I, I think he's going to be a sneaky good signing for Liverpool at left back. His crossing was, was really, really good. And defensively, they were better today. I still believe that they really, really need a central defender before the end of the window. But, but, but given you know, their, their travails of, of last week at, at Watford, 
that was better, wasn't it? And yeah, when it they was get better. The I, I players, thought Matty played, played well. Robertson, as you say, Rob, is, you know, home debut at Anfield. It's always a little, you know, a little bit nervous. You want to do well to, for the home fans. You want them to, to, to like you and get you on your side. Yeah. It's pressure, it isn't it? The first did, game's pressure. Of course that, it is. And, and, you know, this is, this is Liverpool, by the way. This, this is a huge football club, you know, the global at attention on it. And I thought he did exceptionally well. He, to me, Rob, might be one of those players who, in three or four years' time, he might still be at the club and we'd be saying he was, re he was great value. Yeah. I yeah. think of a Dennis Irwin, you know, going at Manchester United. Never going to be a star, never going to be a headline maker and won't win too many man in the matches, but could be really important to the team for the balance and, and what he, did, he does on, on his left side with, with his left foot. I'm just talking, Rob, and, and, and you know, you're right, obviously, defensively, and we're talking about whether Van Dijk and that comes, and we'll get on to Coutinho next, but I'm just talking about top four teams. If Liverpool want to be top four team, there's still a little way for, to go for me to make sure that they're, they're going to finish in those Champions League spots this time around. They've got to keep Coutinho for me <laughs> if they're going to do that. Uh, and on Coutinho, Rob, I mean, where are we? Quickly, what's, I mean, what's, what's, your say? What, what's your gut say? Oh. It's a really difficult one. My gut says he's going to stay. He's wow. going to stay. Barcelona have come See, with a... My gut a, says goes. My gut says goes. I just don't... I'm, yeah, and I'll be... I, I, in a way, it'll be, I think it'd be great for football and it'd be great for Liverpool if they yeah. can hang it out and he stays. Yeah. I, but, I'd, I, would say, I would say stay strong. It's really difficult for the player, etc. Stay strong and keep him. Okay. Fenway Sports Group have put out a big definitive message last week to say, mm. you know what, we're taking no bids for this player. The yeah. transfer request comes in, then there's the emotional kind of, you know, from the player, oh, please yeah. let me go. And I get all that. But stay strong. Stay strong. Keep but the player. They, they, he's a good Rob, lad. They've I think put in a good attitude. We're talking around now $140 right, million so let's get to numbers. Too, yeah. And they're saying, like, this is number. And apparently now they've put some statement out, Barcelona said, we want a decision by Sunday and tomorrow evening on that, on that offer or that offer will be retracted. You know what I liked about the, the Fenway Sports Group was the, the, the solid nature of that statement. But on mm. the other side of it, it's a bit silly because every player has his so, price. Mm, so let's mm. talk numbers. I'll tell you what my number is. If that number gets to £130 million, I don't care about anything else, you take it. You've got to take that money. That's when, when the, Rob, money. What if that number becomes £130 a couple of days before the transfer deadline? Take it. When, well, and, 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 and lose I your best player and not be able to buy anybody. Well, that, that's... That. <laughs> There's so much money. That's so let, much money, you've got to take it. Let me, let me take you down a slightly another road, and, and I know we, we just get here before the break. You're Philip Coutinho. You're that player. Bar you know he wants to go and play for Barcelona. He, he's brilliant. It's a big part of his life, and he wants to go and, and play there. He's at Liverpool, great football club. He's on contract. What happens when Liverpool don't let him go, and mm. then he's got to pull the red shirt on and then get back to top top end business producing yeah. scoring goals making are you slight are you the same player can you mentally be the same player rob after this yes you can yeah and, and this is this is you've got to take this on a case-by-case -case basis and mm -hmm. in my opinion phil yeah. coutinho is a brilliant person a brilliant player and a good professional okay. i absolutely understand that he is going to be devastated maybe that he hasn't got this move but in my opinion he will get over that in time and he will put that red shirt on at Anfield with all that amazing atmosphere mm -hmm. and he will perform for the club again now there's going to be pain there's going to be disappointment I understand that but in my I think you know what sometimes you've got to be strong and make a stance and this football club is a big big football club oh, it wants to win things mm. I, th I say stay strong and keep him
Well, I think what, what does also work in the favour, you've got a manager like Jurgen Klopp who can hug him back into, into life, can get him back on side. It looks like they've got a tight-knit group, a good group of young players who like playing yeah. together. But I, I, it worries me a little bit, the mentality yeah. of Coutinho. Or if he has two or three bad games and people start saying, oh, his heart's not in it, they're looking for signs and all that. I just think it's going to be an awkward time, which, whichever way it goes. Yeah. Listen, can Liverpool stay strong and almost win a fight for football, really, that you don't don't have to sell your best players if you don't want to. And, and you know what? You can build something because it's so important this year that Liverpool build and make sure they get in that top four again. We will see Robbie here. We'll be back after this break. We are going to talk Arsenal losing again today. Does Robbie Hill still have those pyjamas on for Arsenal? We'll find out after this break. Stay with us. Robbie's Football Show. Listen 24-7. Online or with the app. NBC Sports Radio. And NBCSportsRadio.com. Because every day is game day. Welcome back to Two Robbie's Football Show. Now, when Arsenal lose Robbie Earl, we normally have him right up front in the show, segment one, segment two. We got him in segment three right now after losing to Stoke City away today. We were both very positive about Arsenal Football Club this season. Kolasinac, the, the, the free transfer from Schalke, coming as a strong, tough defender, just what they need. Alexander Lacazette almost guarantees your goals. A big, big goal scorer in other leagues in, in European football uh, coming to the club as well. And yet, are we seeing the same issues, the same problems? It almost doesn't matter who comes into the football club because the nature of Arsene Wenger, his coaching style, his philosophy promotes open attacking football and that does not win you championships when you haven't got brilliant players throughout the side. What is going on? Why does this keep happening? And have you still got those pyjamas? Two, two things upset me today, Robbie Musto. One, <laughs> we was robbed. We should have had, there was penalty kicks, yeah. there was goals going in that, that weren't yeah. allowed. And when Hesse scored his goal, I spilt my mug of tea on my pyjamas there in the washing house. So it was like a bad day all around for us. Do those incidents, Rob. Let, let's, let's do, do those incidents. Because that, yeah. that's the serious part in this, Rob. Listen, the, the, the Mom Duf um, challenge on Bellerin as he goes on the outside, my first thought was mm, maybe not, but the more I saw replays, mm. uh, Mom Duf definitely obstructs the, the, the ruin pattern of, of Bellerin, and you know what, Bob, I could have had no argument if yeah. that uh, a penalty kick was given. The second one, the, the, the Zuma challenge on, on Welbeck as Welbeck Sue, I think it's one of those where you and Cal obviously did, did a nice job bringing it to, 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 to light and, and did the highlight and the slow-mo and you can see the contact. I think that was a difficult one for a referee with his naked yeah. eye as the game's running to see that contact. It didn't sort of look as though there was much of a challenge. So that one I can, I can understand not being given. And then the, the Lacazette goal, you, scored, you talked about him uh, being the goal scorer that Arsenal need. I mean, instinctive finish, I mean, <laughs> technically by the letter of the law, his toe was offside. Now, the <laughs> linesman, unless the linesman's got super, super duper eyesight, he could not have seen that. He's guessed. He's put so should he give the benefit? So should he give the, the right benefit decision. to the Technically, he was offside, so we get yeah. the right decision, but it just didn't feel quite right, Rob. The, 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 you know, that finish didn't maybe stand. So, you've got to say you're also a little unlucky, but 77% percent, percent 
percentage uh, possession of the ball again. Dominated um, in, in, the, in the way that they would like um, having possession, but didn't create that many good, what you'd say, clear chances. Uh, Butland was, was good in goal. But I look at this Arsenal team and think, OK, not your day. Results, things haven't gone for you. You didn't get penalties, you didn't get uh, decisions go for you. But nick a draw. Take a draw, get on your coach and go back home. That's what they're going to have to do if they are going to be close to, to whoever sits top of the table if, if it's not them. The goal they conceded, Rob, and me and Carl talked about it, we did a yeah, breakdown on it, yeah. is so yeah. Arsenal. It's yeah, so Arsenal. It. it doesn't matter if you're three at the back or you're four at the back or whatever system you play. If you've got players that run forward really early, uh, you know, I don't, I, Aaron Ramsey is like playing like a striker and his midfield partner is on his own in midfield. They give the ball away. He doesn't do a great job of protecting. Then you're always going to concede, Rob, aren't you? Because yeah. there's always going to be giveaways. There's always going to be tackles. So I, I just I think, think I've got the solution if that doesn't stop... Well, go on then. What, what, I think I've got the solution. You know in Arsenal I trust. I'm going to ask Arsenal to trust me on this one. Put Robbie Earl in a wheelchair now because my knees ain't great, in the middle of the park, give me a loud hailer because this team is good enough to carry a passenger. You're exactly right, Rob. If Nemanja Matic is in that team of Arsenal, that yeah. goal doesn't go in. It does, let, me, let me tell you something else. If Gareth Barry is in that team, that goal doesn't go in. Because anyone with, a, with, with more tactical understanding yeah. doesn't get too excited, sits in the middle of the park and makes sure that that ball doesn't turn over and get to the heart of defence that they have to defend three on three. Now, sometimes too much energy in there, which is often Aaron Ramsey's fault at, at times, he runs out of, of, of good positions because he wants to join in and he wants to, you know, yeah. Roy the Rover stuff. Which he's good at doing that, but not he in is a two-man midfield. That, but he can't, he, he has, Robbie is a, a top-class international footballer. He also has to look around from time and recognise, you know what, I've got to hold it here. I can't afford to go if my other midfield players are ahead of me and out of position. Because you're basically then saying, well, go and attack my back three. Now, we've just talked about Manchester United at the top of the table with Matic sitting there. And, and you know, I saw um, Fernandinho do a great job for Man City last week at Brighton, just sitting yeah. there, protecting yeah. his back three. Then everybody else can go and do their business. Everybody else can go and get the goal. And, yes, you might be frustrated that you aren't scoring, but you've got to stay there and you've got to be disciplined. And, and that's the bit. I know you said uh, on air that, you know, that are they being well coached? Are they durable? Are they disciplined enough, Rob? Can Aaron Ramsey... Hold back from running forward and say, "My he can't. In this he time, can't. Forget yeah, about he can't, it. He can't. You're not, you're not going to win. You're not going to win table. Or yeah, find it, somebody who can. Granite Jacker. Granite Jacker was the signing. Big money, wasn't he? Forty million or something like that. Million, yeah. So he was the guy that was going to bring the steel, the kind of organisation and that side of it. He hasn't really brought that intelligent organising, like screaming over to Ramsey, "Oi, come on, get back in oh. here!" Or Oxlade Chamberlain, or, or Meza Özil, come back in here. We need some help. Mm -hmm. they, they don't have that. Well, Is, got, has he been a disappointment to you, Jacker? Has he been? Uh, I mean, yeah. Cause, is cause he good enough? I don't know what his level is, Rob. I don't know what his level. Uh, you know, there's no so you don't think his level is, is Arsenal? You don't think he's, he's good enough for Arsenal, then? Uh, no, not, not if Arsenal expect bigger things top four. I don't think he's good enough.
Why and, doesn't and he play what I would like is, is maybe Rob. You know, I, I've played it in, in central midfield. I've had I've had centre backs behind screaming at me. Listen, I, I was one of them. You know, I'd love to get forward. That was my game getting involved. I've had centre backs screaming at me. Don't you move from there? Don't. Yeah, no, exactly. me. And I'd have to sit there, Rob. And I'd have to bite my lip, and I wouldn't be happy. But I'd have to sit there and do a job for the team. Now, I wasn't maybe wasn't going to get my goal. Wasn't going to get my, my chances going forward. But I knew at certain times and certain games, somebody behind me has grabbed hold of me and said. You ain't going nowhere next 10 yeah. or 15 minutes, and you've got to do it. I don't see any of that in the Arsenal setup. So if, I, if, I, if I've got someone like Aaron Ramsey, then surely Mustafi or Monreal, who experienced players, should be, talk, should be talking to him as he's going, Oi, Aaron, drop back in here. There yeah. should be all that kind of stuff going on. So that then get, keeps his mind focused and he understands the dangers. I think we both agree that Lacazette and uh, Kalasanak have been good signings. Yeah, but how about this? Hesse, Rodriguez, and Kurt Zuma. Yeah. Yeah. Defender and attacker outshone them. Yeah. Outshone them. No, I understand they're at home. It's the first game when they've modified the stadium a little bit and the atmosphere. They wanted to be big and it was Sexy big. Stoke. But but Stoke were, were good today. And even yeah. though that Shakiri got injured early on, those new players, Chopo Muting and, and Hesse, I thought were particularly lively. You've got Barahino to come into the game. Uh, Ramadan Sobi that I particularly like. Bruno Martins yeah. Indy. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of a mix there of new players of steel and a little bit of creativity. I just it's just with Arsenal. I still think there's still like like two players and a, and, a, and, a, and a pragmatic coach away from winning the title. It's not going to happen. Uh, and with Arsene Wenger signing a new two-year contract, um, just quickly, Rob, I threw a tweet out there about it, sort of saying, you know, Wenger staying for two years, you keep signing players, how do they improve? Uh, Kevin Merck tweets us to say, start by playing actual central defenders. Yeah. Uh, you know, central defence. Need to see what we look like with Alexis and Kossiani back in the side. Chester Barfer says they could try not playing six players out of position and benching Urzel. So there's always That's frustration for Arsenal. Again, he he does, yeah. Always. I mean, we always want more from him. Mm. Um, Tommy, Tommy know, Goodwin so actually put in a good tweet. He said, ask Earl yeah. on the pod if he still has a receipt for his new Arsenal Wenger. So have you. Yes, You're taking them back. The wash. They'll be out next week, don't you? Don't you worry. Rob, quickly, let's just talk about a few of the other yeah. games today. I'm going to pick out one. Southampton 3, West Ham 2. Another disadvantage. Pointing day for Slaven Bilic and his men. They were 2 0 down. Mokranautovic foolishly gets himself caught up with it. And he, it's something that's in him, Rob. He, he lets his team down. Chicharito gets two goals back. They get to 2 all. And then the late penalty, Charlie Austin gets the winner for Southampton. So two defeats for West Ham. Pressure's building on Slavin already. I'm going to go with Watford. My little old Watford that everybody's quick to hammer about change of personnel and change of managers and they're going to get relegated. Well, they had a really good victory today at, at Watford 2-0. Etching Kampu scored with Charleston. Could be a really good signing for them. Andre Gray was lively up front. Marco Silva, with good recruitment, is going to get this team going in the right go. direction. Calm they down, are going to be safe, Robbie Earl. They're going to be safe. Time to look forward to a fascinating matchup tomorrow. It's the reigning champions who are in disarray face last season's runner-up who don't like playing at Wembley. It promises to be a Sunday fun day in North London. This is Premier League chat on the Two Robbers Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. This is Andre Reid, Hall of Famer, and you're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Name and password? No need. We're always on NBCSportsRadio.com. Now, back to business. Welcome back to the two Robbies football show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, 
Three games remaining of this weekend. Sunday, coverage begins at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time is Huddersfield versus Newcastle United. And on Monday, coverage begins at 2 o'clock, Man City versus Everton. And we will react to those games on Mondays to Robbie's uh, podcast. But there is another game, the biggest game of the weekend. A small matter of Tottenham Hotspur versus Chelsea Football Club at Wembley Stadium. There's stories all around, Rob, but a particularly big one at Chelsea. Yeah, and there's an elephant in the room, Bobby Musto, when we talk about Chelsea. And Antonio Conte had quite an amazing reaction when he was put on the spot yesterday. He feels that he's been treated like a criminal. Uh, he says he must return to Atletico Madrid. Uh, he's calling on Chelsea to lower their asking price. Are, are you in touch with him? Uh, <laughs> It's great, it's great, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to love, yeah. It was great. <laughs> it, it was great, Rob, wasn't it? But mm. but it's a problem, it's an issue, it's a mess. And, you know... Some of his own doing, wrong? Some of his uh, own doing. The manager. Antonio Conte, yeah. The only thing I think that he's done wrong in this is send that text message. And yeah. even then, by the way, it's one text message, probably out of maybe out of a conversation, uh, taken out of context. Who knows what the one before that mm. was? Maybe the one before that was. Uh, could have been anything from Diego Costa. And he reassured, no, look, thanks for last season, mm. but we won't count on you for next year. I, I, I think it's, that was one thing that, that Diego Costa can absolutely say, what is this from my coach? That is yeah. not professional. Yeah. And I agree with him. Other than that, I see this. This is this. I see this as a big bust-up in January. We know that in the middle of a, a brilliant campaign for Chelsea, this striker flew his, 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 his toys out of the pram and basically said, I want to leave. There's a big os offer from, from China. Let me go in January. And there's also talk about him wanting to leave for Atletico Madrid in January and in previous seasons. I think, and we both agreed, Rob, that mm. the manager dealt with this very well. He got him back on track. There's a lot of yeah. people. And, and I don't know whether... A lot of people thought that, that Costa wouldn't play again for Chelsea. It was smoothed over really really well with this comment that i think was said listen diego get your head down i know you want to leave yeah please wait till the summer yeah. and then we can you know you can move on mm -hmm. we can find somebody else and we're all on the same page in agreement that's what i think happened the behavior of diego costa now i think is is out of order i think he, he should come back and train and get fit to help himself get away yeah, for sure. But let's let's talk about the game, Rob, because it, cause it's a, it's a yeah. huge game. We talk about last two last season's top two teams. Not been a great summer for Chelsea. It just seems as though something hasn't quite felt right. The football club, whether it's the manager looking for signings, coming out and saying he wasn't happy. Talk about him maybe not staying, etc., etc. And then Spurs, obviously, the emotional last day at White Hart Lane. Knew they were coming to Wembley. First Premier League game's going to be played at Wembley, and. I, I quite like the, some words I heard from Richard Pochettino yesterday when he was talking about we've got to stop using the, the, the Wembley as an excuse. We're, we're a good football team. We can play. It should be a pleasure playing there. And I, I like the words from the manager. And I, I just think that, you know what, if they go tomorrow against a, a slightly depleted Chelsea who, who are going to miss Sask and miss Cahill because there's their suspensions from last week and we don't know with injuries what, what team Chelsea will put out. Good chance for Spurs to go and... Put a marker down, 
put in a good performance, get a few goals, and sort of kick the season off and put to bed some of this Spurs can't play at Wembley do, stuff. Do you and, think and it's going to be a, a bit problem? Of a, bit of a, how, how much of a problem do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be over the course of, of 19 home games in the league. Not I think m- it's going to hurt them. No, I, I, I'm, I'm the other way. I, I'm not, not as much. I, I, think, I think Spurs are a team we like to doubt. And I said last yeah, week, we they're, they're, we they're, they're doubting team. Well, you know, Wembley's going to hurt them. Kyle Walker's gone. You know, the team's going to break up. Can they do it again? Listen, yes, it, it's not it's not Whitehall Lane. Yes, it's, it's bigger dimensions. But this team can run. This team are tactically smart. This team won win lots of games away playing in, in, in different stadiums. So it's nothing different to that. I think they go, they go and get a couple of wins early and put that to bed and start getting the confidence in it, it could actually work the other way where it gives them a lift. I think it's different, and I'll tell you for why. I think there's times in a season where a home side needs its fans, needs the atmosphere, needs yeah, any advantage that. it can get from its stadium, from mm. its atmospheres, from, from its home. And I think in times, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be mm. next week or the week after, there will be times, in my opinion, where it just needs that extra push, that extra man when they're not playing well, or they go behind. Is that going to come from a place that's not their home? Are the away teams going to go in there, Rob, and think, wow, we're playing at Wembley Stadium. This might be my only time to play at Wembley Stadium because certainly English players, British players dream about playing at Wembley Stadium. I've been lucky enough to Mm. do it and it's magnificent. Isn't that going to increase the the focus, the drive of some of the teams coming there? It it must do. Maybe, Rob, but it could work the other way where teams are going there thinking about selfies and all that stuff and not concentrating on the game. So, listen, I, I think we're doing... Tottenham and the players at a slight disservice. Yes, there, there might be times when, when they'll need a little bit more f- from the fans, but you know what? They're not at White Hart Lane. They're not going to have the fans there. Make the best of what they can do. And as Mauricio Pochettino said, no excuses. We're a good football team. We'll go out and show what we can do. So, great game coming up tomorrow, Rob. Can't w- wait for that one. And that just leaves us time to reward our tweet of the day. That goes to Tommy Goodman. Goodwin, actually, he was a Manchester United fan who said there's a tenacity and an eagerness about this team this year to finish off. Last season, this would have ended a 1-1 draw against Swansea. So, please make sure you direct message your address, Tommy, and we'll get a two-robbie score from the post to you in the next couple of days. So, on a day when United put in another four-star performance and Jose let his horses run free, we'll see what Wembley throws up tomorrow when Chelsea face Spurs in a big London derby. And remember, for more debate, discussion and often disagreement between me and Musty, make sure you subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the shows. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover the show. And finally, thanks to all our good folk at Culver City. You do a great job. Yes, thanks for everyone for listening to the show and getting involved via social media. As Robbie said, look out for the Two Robbies podcast. We'll record it on Monday after the final game of the season. After that, we'll be back next Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time, to react to the big stories in this amazing league. Until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X dot Amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today.